You're listening to Workplace Matters, presented by the Healthier Workforce Center of the Midwest. Today's episode will look at the participatory approach, a method of involving employees at all levels to change the workplace. We'll look at how this method was used at a jail, an institution designed to keep people safe that wanted to do the same for its employees. Yeah, so a participatory needs assessment is a really foundational um, piece of total worker health that I think is so important. Dr. Lisa Yeagers is an assistant professor in the Occupational Science and Therapy Department at St. Louis University. Many individuals representing different facets of the organization are coming together and working together towards identifying an issue and then talking about solutions related to those issues. That is at the core of the participatory approach. Many different workers coming together to find solutions. The idea being that workers are the experts on their environment and its problems. They can delineate solutions better than anyone else. This helps to ensure that solutions are both accepted by the workers and come closer to suiting their needs. Dr. Yeagers and other researchers implemented this process at two rural and two urban jails in and around St. Louis. The process began with confidential surveys. So we started with surveys with the officers, and those surveys informed focus groups. And from those focus groups, we gathered more ideas and themes of what the next steps should be. Um, Those next steps turned out to be some simple interventions, simple solutions that could easily be rolled out in the workplace, and some long-term goals. The aggregate data was collected by Dr. Yeagers and reported back to the jail. We found that over 31% of officers showed signs of depression, which is far higher than the general population. We uh, found that they have high rates of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, extremely high rates of obesity, uh, diabetes, heart disease, and so on. So the list of physical health and mental health conditions are, are really you know, the list is very long. Once the results were reported, teams comprised of officers from multiple positions and ranks were created to develop interventions. Superintendent Jeffrey Carson is a ranking officer at one of the jails involved with the study. You know, my first task was I wanted to know how to protect staff, how to make them feel safe, how to equip them with skills that they would be able to uh, oversee offenders and watch after each other, be a, intermediator between the community and the facility. Correctional officer Ian Spooner was part of the team developing interventions. It seemed a lot of it seemed to revolve around being healthy. All the things that go into that, being active, eating the correct foods and stuff like that. And so we looked into how we could promote a better culture of staying healthy. Some of the issues are eating and breaks. So When you have 30 minutes to take a break, you're rushing outside, you got the cigarette in your mouth, you try to light it and eat a little Debbie at the same time, that's not healthy. There was definitely a deficit in the officer's health, mentally and physically often. Yeah, we had a high number of people say that they experienced some sort of depression. High blood pressure is one of those. Hypertension, feeling depressed, so and like uh, some post-traumatic stress. For each problem, a solution is created by a group of employees. That solution is implemented and revised continuously to create the best possible work environment for the employee. We had to look at 
eating and what we provided on the job versus a vending machine. And then we restrict what you can bring in a jail. You know, what, these are the items you can bring, these are the items that you cannot bring. Uh, offering uh, smoking sensations classes. We had to look at, well, maybe we'll come up and let them go in a gym so they can work out. So if people want to work out, uh, increase their skills. So they gave us a soft form of judo, uh, little verbal language. And we added that with our SRT training and other skills. I love the project. Correctional Officer Patrice Jackson works at the jail. And they have changed the culture already. We now, we don't have vending machines. So you have a variety of healthier food, which uh, some officers are aware or conscious of their health and some aren't, but their options are healthy food. So I really like in that part, portion. Yeah, I really do. You come to work, ready to go to work, you sit in a shift briefing, and then you go to your job, 10 minutes later, somebody's hanging up and they die. How do you deal with that? In corrections, we never dealt with that before. We, we just say, get back in there and do your job. We're human beings. Someone just died. And they died, there's nothing that you could have done, so we, so we got with mental health and EAP to make sure that we have adequate counseling and coaching. Every day is not the same in corrections. So someday uh, you may need that extra break and you may have some additional problems or situations going on. How can we make the work meaningful to the worker to improve their day-to-day, -to, -day, to reduce their stress, to make them want to come to work and do this work and be a part of someone's life? That's the culture change. That's the shift in the way we do the work. And that's how we have to be really creative in using these strategies such as total worker health to really infuse a workplace and change the way we do the work. These changes all came from the employees. The problems were identified and solutions were discovered and implemented by the employees at every level. But I think the takeaway is that we just have to listen to the worker and really they've got a lot of great answers. Workplace Matters is supported by the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health. To listen to more podcasts, view our ongoing video series, or for more information about us, visit healthierworkforcecenter.org. Thank you.